You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all the Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. On today's episode, we are bringing in Bryce Petterick, who is the host of Locked On Rangers. And we're going to be talking about, you guessed it, the Rangers, who've made some moves and not quite sure where they fit in the Rubik's Cube that is the American League West. This show is available on the free and easy-to-use Himalaya podcasting app. We're also available wherever you get your podcasts. And during these, well, let's just be kind and call them confusing times. Be sure to tell your smart device to play podcast, Locked On MLB, or check out some of the other great shows on the Locked On Podcast Network, including Locked On Today, and heck, why not Locked On Rangers? You can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnMLBPod. Same handle for Instagram. I'm your pal, Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter. Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. So, yeah, it is the off season. Well, it's actually now spring training is getting started, provided that not everything is currently under snow. And one of the people who I know who have been snowed upon unexpectedly in Texas is the host of Lockdown Rangers, we're bringing on board Bryce Patrick. How you doing, Bryce? Oh, I am chilly, but uh, fortunate. Yeah, it's kind of a mess out here in Texas. And, you know, it's it's real cold. We're, we're lucky we haven't lost power or water yet um, or even cell coverage. So it, things are going better for me than they are for most. So I'm, I'm feeling kind of fortunate. Still still cold, but fortunate nonetheless. They've messed with Texas. You, you gave express, they did. express instructions to not do that. We've been very clear about not messing with Texas. But, I mean, they more mess with the Texas power grid. Like that's that's more like what it is. It's it's not just like it's cold. I mean, like it is cold and like colder than it's been in in Dallas in my lifetime, um, and probably in like seventy years. But like it's not just Dallas. It's like the entire state. It's like power is failing. Like everything's failing. Like they, things are rough for people out here. It's not just cold. It's like things are things are not going super well. So. And that also kind of describes the state of the Texas Rangers. Things are not going super well. It just it just completely effortlessly <laughs> slid right into there. Now, look at I've seen a whole bunch of I'm gonna I, I was gonna save this for actually part two of the podcast, but do you know what? Uh, might as well get to get this right out of the way. I've been seeing some very early um, prognostications for the American League West, and almost unanimously, people seem to be picking the Houston Astros to win this division, which thoroughly confuses me because I think the Astros remind me of the 2012 Phillies, the team that kept the core together for maybe a year or two too long. And they went from being consistent pennant contenders to 82 win, 81 win team. I'm looking at this Astros team and I think the American League West is vulnerable. I don't see them as a as the front runner. I personally see Oakland as the front runner, and I don't think Texas. Well, I don't see them as a legit contender. I also don't see the events that would make them have a better season than expected to be that far fetched. Uh, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you on on one thing there. I do think it'd be very far fetched for the Rangers to have a quote unquote good season. A good season for them would be like not bottom tier in the entire MLB. Um, I do agree that Oakland is the front runner, and I think I think that Seattle might challenge them to win this division. I, I really so. believe that Seattle so. is going to win a playoff spot, really? and I would absolutely love love nothing more than for the Astros to fail and fall into oblivion um, because I disdain Houston sports with all of my being as a born and raised Dallasite. Let it out. Let it all out. This is therapy. <laughs> Make it all what, feel good. Make it that's all what feel podcasts good. are. They're just therapy sessions. Oh, don't I know it. Uh, <laughs> they're not get rich quick schemes. Um, <laughs> well, the, the, Rangers made a whole bunch of trades and a lot of them were trading away uh, some veterans, but the first big trade that they made was trading Lance Lynn and getting Avery Weems and Dale Dunning from Chicago, from the White Sox. I really liked that trade for the Rangers because I think Dale Dunning is a talented pitcher. I mean, I don't think he's sorry, Dane. I'm sorry, Dane Dunning. (laughs) He's so talented. Do you what? I moved his um, the the N to an L. I said, no, move that back. Um, (laughs) I I, I'm looking at Dane Dunning, his name, and I'm saying Dale Dunning. Um, He's a talented pitcher. I don't think he's going to be the next John Smoltz, but I think that for a team like the Rangers, a lot of times is sort of either reclamation projects or giving someone another shot, you know, kind of like Lance Lynn mm-hmm. and, Mike year, Minor. and Mike Minor. Um, I, I, I like that move. Yeah. I think it was, I was a little disappointed at first um, just because, I mean, like Dane Dunning is fine. He will be a solid major league pitcher. I think about average for a starter, uh, maybe a three to four, probably more of a four um, for several years for the Rangers. Um, but I'm just disappointed in the market in general because Lance Lynn has been a top five pitcher in the American league for the last two seasons. And I thought that should demand, and he's on a contract for another year. I was surprised they didn't get more for him at the deadline. And I think this was about the deal that they were being offered. Um, not like this deal specifically, but like about this level of return for Lance Lynn. And at the deadline, they're like, you got another year and a half on this guy who's been one of the best pitchers in baseball for two years now. Um, because we fixed him and we want more than just a guy who's going to be a fine major league. We want some lottery tickets. We want some like actual, like top, like five prospects, which I don't know that Dane Dunning was top five in the White Sox system. He might've been like right around five. Um, And he's definitely top five in the Ranger system now, but I just wanted a little bit more, but looking back on like some of the returns for these other big name starters, like Hugh Darvish and Blake Snell, I'm like, the Rangers actually got a steal. Yeah. I I mean, you look at some of the players I can't believe how cheap some of the players were acquired for in some of the moves. And and Mm -hmm. in fact, you know, Dunning is a pitcher with major league experience who is, who has Mm -hmm. played at that level. So, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I look at that and like, Hey, you got a major league pitcher out of it. You flip them for someone who's going to be on the staff this year. And yeah, I don't think he's going to be Roy Halladay, but I think that he is, I do think he's going to be a, a, a capable pitcher. And the more capable pitchers you have, eventually that becomes a pitching staff. And so. Exactly. And the Rangers didn't really have that last year. I mean, they had no. Lance Lynn and like half of Mike Minor. 
and then a bunch of question marks, just a whole lot of question marks. And that combined with a, which was kind of sad because the Rangers new park plays so heavily like a pitcher's park, at least for them. I mean, the Dodgers made it look like it was, I don't know, Coors, but like the Dodgers make everywhere look like it's Coors. So even that they couldn't make a pitching staff look good and the offense looked terrible as well. Well, I'm going to get to the stadium in, in a minute here, but um, they made a deal. I sometimes think that it's smart to, uh, to swap veterans who are on a downslide because maybe they need a change of scenery. Maybe it'll pump some new life into them and flipping Andrews for Chris Davis is an interesting deal because look at Elvis Andrews, obviously wonderful career with the Rangers, many great years with the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. Uh, he was terrible last year and he is probably someone who could use uh, a change of scenery, a new uh, challenge and, you know, playing on a contender, which he's going to in Oakland who has a job wide open for him. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Davis, who was wildly popular in Oakland because of his, you know, he was a classic mashing, not exactly batting champion type player. He's Mr. 247, but mm-hmm. he's, he went through a terrible slump. He actually hit more home runs in the postseason than he did in the regular season, but he may be able to have that change of scenery as well. I, I like that deal for both sides uh, because the worst case scenario isn't really that bad for either one. And the best case scenario is they both have a veteran who woke up. Yeah. And I think that is definitely the case. Elvis Andrews, um, the last, last year he suffered through a lot of injuries and I think he tried to play through it too much. And I think a little bit happened like that in 2019 as well. Um, but he looked like he had offensively turned a corner in 2016. He had his best offensive year, um, Actually, no, no, no. 2017 was his best. Like, yeah, he was very good. He had another. Yeah, he had another great year offensively in 2016 uh, as well. Um, his age 27, 28 seasons. Um, he hit 300 or 302 in 2016. Had an OPS over 800. It was exactly 800 for the first time in his career. Um, the uh, triple numbers were up. Um, the games were down just a little bit. But in 2017, he really turned it on. He had hit 297, um, had a slugging percentage of 471, which was by far his best, um, and had 20 home runs, which his career best came the year before, which was eight home runs. And he kind of looked like he had turned a corner, like, okay, he wasn't just trying to be this bunt slap hitter that Ron Washington had made him for his whole career. Because, like, he's a he's a bulky guy. Like, he's got some strength to him. There wasn't any reason he should be hitting single-digit home runs every single year. Um, but then in 2019, um, he started off incredibly hot, was doing very well, um, then got hit in the elbow with a pitch by – I can't remember which Angels pitcher it was. Um, but that took him out for, I think, six to eight weeks. Um, and when he came back, he just was not the same offensively. Um, and he hadn't really been the same offensively since then. He only played 97 games that year. Um, but I think that player is still in there. And I think that he wasn't going to find it in Texas, which sucks. And he is a fan favorite and I love Ellis Andrews and I wish him nothing but the best. And I think this could be really good for him. And I mean, the Rangers fans know Chris Davis absolutely has killed the Rangers for forever at old globe life park. Um, he has a career OPS there in like 30 games, something crazy like 1,300. He has, I think, 12 home runs, maybe 15 
in like 30 games at that park. So I think the Rangers should seriously consider going back to that park and Chris Davis might win an MVP if they did. I mean, they're not going to, but like, just give it a little bit of thought. Well, look at both of these were moves that were there to kind of be a tune up and hoping that, you know, popping the hood for those players and sort of fixing some things there will set them off in the right way. And when it comes to popping the hood and my car, I don't want to spend too much money doing that. That's why Me I don't either. go to I don't go to chain stores. Do you know why? why? Chain stores have a different price tiers for professional mechanics and for do-it-yourselfers like us. So wow. do you know where I go? Where do you go? I go to rockauto.com. Their price is the same for everybody. They're reliably <laughs> low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like those airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody. It's for you. It's for me. It's for Chris Davis. It's for Elvis Andres. You name it. And mm -hmm. doesn't require membership or an account login. Let me tell you something. They've got everything. You want to know what they've got? They've got, got engine control modules. Do you know what those are? No. Me neither. They got brake parts, <laughs> tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. I bet they even have those little uh, uh, air freshener things shaped like a pine tree. Don't oh, quote trees. Those are great. Don't quote me on that. If you go to rockauto.com, <laughs> whether it's for your classic or your daily drive, what do you drive? I drive a uh, Honda Civic. So, you know, that is definitely my daily driver. I drive the Batmobile as seen Ooh. in the 1989 Batman. I bought it. I drive it around. It has shields. It's great. And I get the shields repaired at rockauto.com. Again, don't <laughs> quote me on that. But here's what you do. You go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or Batmobile. Write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. What's that website again? rockauto.com now look at it. it basically the rangers are a long shot bet to win the american league west which is why i'm probably going to put some money on it and do you know where i'm going to go i'm going to go to bet online. bet online bet online it's the fastest easy way to bet on all your sports action you know we got the nba college basketball nhl full swing Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, which is insane as a former reality TV producer because those shows are written. That's like taking bets on uh, you know what's going to happen on WandaVision. But I digress. Maybe you could bet on that too <laughs> at Bet Online. Do they do they bet on? I bet they could bet on podcasts. They got real time <laughs> updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. I bet they have a bet. I say, okay, I'm going to go bet on Locked On MLB to see if Sully makes yet another reference to the Gary Coleman film, The Kid from Left Field, where he manages the San Diego Padres. I mentioned that way too much. Put your money on that. <laughs> it's a surefire bet at Bet Online. As you cover for all the news, scores, and odds, it's the best way to place your bets. And it's free to sign up. All these places are free to sign up. We've got the best free to sign up sponsors you could ever imagine. Just head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Do you know what it is? It's your online sportsbook expert. Now, let's just talk right now about Locked On Today. You can get more of your sports news that you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Pukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories 
with analysis from local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. All right. Well, we are still here. We are still talking Rangers with Bryce Pattern, who is currently under 14 feet of snow. And he has created... (laughs) At least. At least. And he is... uh, He's living on whale blubber and... uh, water burgers because it is Texas. we got the we got the lamps lit you know we we did a little bit of whaling beforehand because we were prepared so it's a water whale burger is what it is but uh <laughs> real fatty yeah i've not had a water burger but i had a i had a roommate who Ooh. brought the water burger sauce he was from um dallas i think and uh mm-hmm. i had the sauce but i've never had that i'm in california you, where, where they have in got- and out they're coming. I'm sure they're they're on their way. Oh yeah, Waterburger will be there eventually. And yeah, well, it's too cold there. It's where I got to California. <laughs> exactly. You got to get one of those. Uh, they've got like the four like signature favorite ones. Those are always the good one. The the patty melt, um, a one thick and hearty burger. They've they've always got good stuff rolling in and out. So, by the way, those I are have, my recommendations. I, I have to be honest. I think I may have eaten my last hamburger. I really have but for this re- for this reason not 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 because I'm like well because I'm only eating yarn no because <laughs> I'm you know I'm my body is basically saying enough like I I, <laughs> I used to lo- I used to shove burgers in my face like wimpy from Popeye and <laughs> then I didn't have it in a while because my my doctor said your cholesterol is so high you could put your initials in because you got the high score said okay maybe i should probably do something maybe i should have a, a a beat every once in a while and it was like fourth of july we'll get back to baseball folks it was like fourth of july a couple of years ago i hadn't had a burger in a while and there there was like a cookout at my parents house and there's a burger there. do you know it's fourth of july we defeated the british i'm from massachusetts <laughs> that's where that's where we chuck a tea into the harbor I'm going to have mm-hmm. myself a damn burger. And I ate the burger and it was delicious. And about what, five minutes afterwards, my body was like, this is not a drill. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, Oh God. I mean, I looked like I'd gotten off a whaling ship. Like I was like, Oh God, I'm terrible. I'm so sick. I never, never put that in me. Um, <laughs> and then like a year later, it was like, it was the pandemic. And I'm like, do you want to do it? I got to live a little. There's a deadly disease out there. I'm going to eat a burger. And I took one bite of the burger and like, nope, nope. (laughs) I'm just, you know what? I'm ordering the chicken. I'm ordering the fish filet. I think I'm done with burgers. I really do. And I got some some good chicken stuff. Yeah. It breaks my heart because I love hamburgers. I do. But when when your body keeps saying, stop. It's good to, you know, what do I gain? It's not like I'm plowing through a piece of broccoli. Like, oh, I know, I don't really like the taste of this, but it's got lots of, no, you're eating a burger. If your body's saying, if you're not stop. enjoying it. Yeah, stop. Yeah, if you're not enjoying it, then like, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's bummer. And speaking of not enjoying something, why you keep doing it, you cover the Rangers every day. <laughs> that is a t- fantastic segue. Thank you so and much. And you're not wrong. Um, yeah, I I want to ask you a question about the new ballpark, which okay. I th- I've I've went to. I'm just going to call it the ballpark at Arlington. That's what it is. To call it by its actual name, the Globe Life Field is not Globe Life is not sponsoring this podcast, so I'm going to call it the ballpark in Arlington. And I usually do, 
this one I call Global I Feel because that's what it, it was. Okay, as, fine. So. Well, I went to a game at the ballpark at Arlington. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it looked it great. Is. It looked fabulous on television, but it it felt like Texas. It felt big. It felt like, you know, J.R. Ewing should be there. It just was really... <laughs> It was a little ostentatious, but you know what? So was Texas. And it felt it had character. When you looked at it on TV, there was no doubt what stadium you were at. And that's what I that's what I love. I love because even some of the new ballparks, I'm like, am I looking at the new one in Washington or am I looking at the new one in St. Louis or am I looking at the new one in Atlanta? I can't Mm -hmm. quite tell which one I'm looking at. The one in Texas had great character. It had a great, it, it just had a great look to it. And some dumb person down in Whataburgers back in 1994 didn't think of putting a roof on it because they said, you know what? Yeah. You know, if they had done that back then, we'd still have that stadium. We still would. And it would be amazing. That's like, that's the thing. And there's one specific thing really that bothers me, like seeing it on the broadcast, like the most beautiful thing about it is like every game, like pregame, they would do, they have this like opening shot. That's like coming up. There's this little, like little pond thing. that's like right there. And like, it just comes up like over the little pond, like the establishing shot. You see it like with a sunrise or sunset, like it's just beautiful and yes. iconic. And like, it's, it's right. Th- the new stadium is literally like right across the street. You can walk there and like less than two minutes. Um, but it doesn't have that exact shot. So it's just like a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. And it did need a roof. Like it did need that because yeah. going to like day games in August, August in Texas is the absolute hottest. Like you can suffer through, if you're a Texan, you can probably suffer through like the night games in like July and whatever, but like going to a Sunday afternoon, August game, when the sun has been beating down on those chairs and it literally feels like you're sitting on a river of lava just to even like touch the chairs for the first like three innings. Like you sit down you think, okay, like it'll be your, your bottom will absorb the heat after a little while. No, no, no. It takes like three full innings to like, not feel like you're absolutely sitting on a charcoal grill. And And even then you're still like sweating down the whole time if you're not in the shade. And by the way, this whole idea of it being hot in Texas in August it's not a new phenomenon. There wasn't like a, no. a sh- a, the <laughs> earth didn't suddenly tilt in a weird way. It's been that way at least since the 1955 film Giant when <laughs> Rock Hudson and Elizabeth Taylor were walking through. And she's, oh, it's so hot. Oh, and it gets mighty hot in Texas at this time of year. I have to get a terrible Rock Hudson. And yes, I like to keep my pop culture references very current. But <laughs> that being said, you know, like if they – it just felt one of the things I really liked about it and, and and that goes against some of my pet peeves of some of the new ballparks that really try to have quirky stuff like we're going to have a train go up here or we're going to have these this wall comes in here and we'll have a hill up there for no reason. They didn't have little quirky stuff for the sake of having quirkiness. It was in the middle of a big open thing, so it didn't have to have this jut in or that jut in. It just felt like, okay, we're in this big open area and we're going to make a big sort of, you know, gigantic Texan stadium in the middle mm-hmm. of it. And I, and I really, it had great character to it. And where I'm getting at a little bit is the, they built a new ballpark perfectly timed for a pandemic. <laughs> Could not have planned it better. Could not if they tried. 
Um, my only real interaction with it as a fan was the World Series. Mm-hmm. Now, I will I will make this uh, I don't want to say admission, but um, I, I listened to most of the postseason without watching it because I felt it weird. I kept, I didn't like seeing the empty stands. I didn't like seeing the cardboard cutouts, but when I listened to it on the radio, I could imagine it. And there was also a disconnect. It's the Dodgers playing Tampa and they're in a different stadium. And I listened to it because in my mind, they're in the trop. And when they're in my mind, they're right down the street in Chavez ravine. So Mm -hmm. I actually didn't watch much of it. I'd listened to every inning of it. But mm-hmm. I really was like, okay, I don't want to look at empty seats. I want to picture the different. Oh, the Yankees are playing in San Diego. This is weird. I don't want to see the Yankees <laughs> playing in San Diego. They're playing in the Bronx. It's in my mind. I see them in the Bronx. But I did watch a couple of the World Series games, including the the weird one that ended with the the a Rosarena the, crawling the to home plate. The beautiful, horrible train wreck of a wonderful baseball moment that makes baseball great. Exactly. Here's what I'll say. And again, maybe it's because the place was predominantly empty. I didn't see a lot of character in this new stadium. There was not much that I saw in this new stadium that made me feel like, oh, yeah. Like, I'm sad to see the other one not in use because I had a tremendous amount of character. And this one kind of felt a little bit, felt kind of blah. Well, I don't know what they're using it for now, but they were using it for, they convert it into a football stadium. So they'd have football games there and the, um, I can't even remember the name of the league, um, but yeah, the, the NFL. XFL, the XFL, that's what. Oh, the XFL, not the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah the yeah. other one is is literally right across the river. USFL. Yeah, um, yeah. The XFL had their Dallas team there um, that was playing their games at uh, Globe Life mm-hmm. Park, not Field. It's just it's so confusing, and it's such a boring name. Like I, like we call it kind of like the Globe. Like they, that's the only like kind of nickname. It's not even like a good nickname. No. It's just a boring name, a boring product. Life insurance. Like what? No, it's not as bad as like, what is it? The the one that uh, the White Sox Stadium was. I think it might guaranteed rate field. Yeah, or US that's field. garbage. That's garbage. And they also had like uh, AmeriQuest Field where they had like the big old bell that was on there. Um, at the Rangers Stadium, uh, well, I Jacob, first... Jacobs Field was became Progressive Field. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the Jake. Yeah, but like, this is what it always was. It doesn't have any history to it. I mean, the only yeah. one season they played was like the worst Rangers season of my lifetime, I'd say, yeah. because not only pandemic and sixty games and like everybody sucked and. Nothing was good. They traded for Corey Kluber, a two-time Cy Young winner. He pitched an inning and a third, I think. I don't even think he got a third of the second inning. I think he just went through the one inning and was done. And I I, bet – I nearly tied him. I nearly tied him. You nearly did. We're all really close to tying him. But, of course, and he came home. He is from, uh, I think, Flower Mound. I knew it was some uh, Dallas suburb. Okay. We're like, we brought him home. We only traded Delano to Shields and a closer who got busted for PEDs literally like uh, two weeks or whatever after the trade. And then somehow the Rangers still lost that trade. It just, it was a bad year. And even Joey Gallo, who had broken out the year before, looked like he was coming into his own, had some MVP chatter um, for the first half of the season in 2019 before he got hurt and then got hurt at the oblique injury. um, And I think uh, an elbow injury, something else like that, um, that kind of, made his second half of the season suck and he was dealing with a lot last year he was basically asked like all right 
with Willie Calhoun out, you're like the only good offensive player the Rangers have right now. So it's all on you. Also, um, one of your best friends who you come up with in the minors for years and years and years and grew up in the same city um, tried to commit suicide in April. And also, when you're coming into second, the second training camp, um, the summer camp, whatever it was, um, you get you test positive for coronavirus. Now you don't have any symptoms, and there was only one positive test with like five negative tests. But you're not allowed to go to the summer training. You have to show up like right at the beginning of the season with basically no training at all, going through all of that in the middle of pandemic. And good luck. Here you are. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, that was uh, that was not good. That was not that was not a that, that was not a 2011 level fun for you. No, not even a little bit. <laughs> well, well, tell me, uh, if we're wrapping up here. What would you consider to be a uh, a successful 2021 for this squad? Well, I don't have high expectations. I'm not expecting a World Series ring. Um, and they're going to be rebuilding, which is okay, because they've been good for basically a decade. And, you know, you don't want to be too spoiled as a baseball fan. Be like, we have to be good every year. Like, that's just, you know, save some wins for the other people. So be be a fun, bad team. Like, there are bad teams that are just horrible to watch. That was kind of last year. You only had, like, Lance Lynn starts and IKF third base defense to look forward to, which wasn't great. But just have, like, somebody have a nice season. Let Willie Calhoun be healthy and have good things happen to him. Let Joey Gallo get back to a little bit closer to the 2019 Joey Gallo than the 2020 Joey Gallo. And just, like, give me, like, one surprise player who is, like, a little bit better than expected. Like, just just one. pick one, whether it's Solak or um, David Dahl or Dane Dunning or Kohei Arihara. Like, just one guy to just kind of surprise me. Like, oh, that's nice. He did yeah. a little bit better than expected. So. Yeah, just, that- Th- those could be fun years when you have, especially if you have a couple of players coming from the farm who mm-hmm. are, who, who produce, uh, those could be fun years. They, it doesn't always have to be for the pennant. Sometimes it's like, Hey, that was a fun summer. Yeah. That was, like, that was a fun group of guys. Like 2010. Like that was, that was the year that I like officially like became like a diehard baseball fan. Like I decided at the beginning of that year to just like for no reason, I had like no friends. I was in high school. I had a girlfriend who was like busy doing like theater camp stuff all summer. So I'm like, I'm going to be a good baseball fan and watch every single game thinking there was like 40 or something realizing like a week into it. Oh, there's games every day. And then of course the Rangers go on their run. And like, even though they didn't win the world series, just like getting there and the way they got there was just absolutely special. And same with 15 and 16 when the Astros were supposed to win the division and even though the Rangers, like the postseason sucked that those years, like getting eliminated by the Blue Jays and the most iconic bat flip in history, those weren't fun. But just, you know, snuffing out the Astros chance to win a, a, a division those years when nobody expected the Rangers to, that's some fun stuff. So just provide some unexpected fun moments, you know, let good things happen to Willie Calhoun because he absolutely deserves it. And, you know, just surprise me in a good way, just a little bit. Well, what will not be a surprise in any bit is knowing that listening to Lockdown Rangers will be entertaining all year long, partly because we have the illustrious host, Bruce Patternick. Hey, where can people follow you? You can follow me on Twitter. Did I call you Bruce? Did I call you Bruce? You you went Bruce Patternick, and I was like, wow. (laughs) Man, Bryce Patternick, what the heck is the matter with me? 
<laughs> oh, it's okay. There, what there is the heck is the matter with me? Part of my brand is people mispronouncing my name. So, like, that was... I called like you a, Bruce. Yeah, no, Bruce is, is one of the easiest ones that I've gotten. It just, it, it is transformed into anything with just, it starts with a B. It could be Bronk, Brick, Bonk, Bill. Like, it just, it has gone on. I don't even know how it started. But you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. That's Bryce with an I. Um, and I'm sure it'll be, it, Paul will... Um, excuse me, Sully will retweet me um, every once in a while. So you can see my my Twitter there um, and follow Locked On Rangers at Locked On Rangers. That one is for the Rangers baseball team, not the hockey team, which I get a lot of mentions um, about New York Rangers hockey. And I'm like, so close. Well, his name is Bonk Palmateri. And <laughs> <laughs> Bryce Patrick host of the Lockdown Rangers podcast. I'm, I'm never going to live it down. I called you Bruce. I, I made you, right. and any of you will understand the Rick Springfield reference. I called him Bruce. Uh, <laughs> but I am uh, I am available at the free and easy to use Himalaya podcasting app and all the places we you get your podcasts. Follow us at Lockdown MLB pod. Uh, my name is Paul Francis Sullivan. This has been Lockdown MLB. It's hard to mispronounce my name. Please call me Scully. <laughs> Sully, folks. Man, I will never I will never forgive myself.